today we'll be looking at loving foundations. Loving foundations. Last week, Richard talked about the cornerstone. And uh, he laid a very good foundation for us. And while he was talking, he mentioned that all stones are set in reference to this particular cornerstone. Uh, every builder, in any construction work you see, they start with one stone or one block. It is that one block or that cornerstone that determines the direction. So look at this building. The direction, the shape, is determined by this one block. The cornerstone is very, very important. And he was sharing with us that it is this cornerstone, actually, that determines, when we want to talk about it practically, our identity, you know, our purpose in life, what we pursue, and it gives direction to our decision-making. And, uh, <clears throat> and I was just looking at it. The Bible says, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. The Bible says, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And since we gave our life to Christ, our bearing, uh, our reference point should come from Jesus Christ. And he was saying Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. Uh, that was very good. <clears throat> so let me just start first by reading. Let's read Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah 28 verse 16. Isaiah chapter 28 verse 16. It says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. This cornerstone is not just an ordinary cornerstone. Jesus Christ that we are talking about, who is our cornerstone, who is also our foundation, is, he has been tested. He has been proved. We can rely on him. We can depend on him. And the Bible says those who depend on him, they will never be put to shame. And they will never be stricken with panic. When things are moving people up and down, they will not be moved. Why? Because their lives have been built on this cornerstone that is precious and has been tested. Amen. When you look at the Old Testament, just looking at the Old Testament, I normally summarize when you read the story and you read what happened in the Old Testament. 
I take my bearing from three things that I saw in the Old Testament from God's perspective. One, God wanted the people of Israel to know him. So when you're reading the Old Testament, you will just begin to see that God wants to reveal himself to his people. Two, God wanted them to trust him, to believe him. And what's the third one? God wanted them to obey him. So when you're reading the Old Testament, just look at it from that angle. That God wanted to, he wanted them to know him. He wanted to reveal himself to them. He wanted them to, to trust him and believe him. And what's the third one? He wanted them to obey him. But they are always disobeying God. So every time they disobeyed God, so for example, when we read in Ezra, Nebuchadnezzar and some other kings would take them as exile, as captives. So there was a time they were taken to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar and they became exiles. They were like slaves. So there was a king that arose in Ezra chapter 3. When that king, Cyrus, the Bible says according to, to prophecy from Jeremiah, he, he, he prophesied that there was going to be a restoration. I remember that me talking about uh, restoration some time ago. Mm. And restoration came. And I want to say to you, I don't know what you are going through this time. Restoration will come. Amen. I'm saying restoration will come in Jesus' name. Joy will come back in Jesus' name. Will be renewed in Jesus' name. You know why? Because our foundation is built on that tested and uh, precious cornerstone. So he told them, you can go back. Can you imagine? He gave them freedom. And he he told them that when you are actually going, don't go alone. Collect gold. Collect silver, collect anything. He gave them provisions. So when they got back to Jerusalem in Judah, in Ezra chapter 3, uh, let's, let's read Ezra chapter 3, verse 10 and verse 10 and 11. Ezra chapter 3, verse 10 and 11 says, "When the builders laid the foundation of the temple." Because this temple was, was destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar, he stole or he, he, he looted all the, you know, the gold, the precious stones, and everything in the temple. He pulled down the building. So the Bible says, when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with trumpets and the Levites, the sons of Asaph with cymbals, took their places to praise the Lord as prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, He is good. His love towards Israel endures forever. And they were rejoicing, and all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. So, when, when, when this building started and they laid the foundation, there was a great shout. 
And may I just quickly tell you, when somebody comes to Christ and he starts to build his life on this cornerstone, there's always joy in heaven. Not just on earth. When we see people being saved, we make them to rejoice in heaven. That's a wonderful thing. So just to see that these people, they were rejoicing when they saw the foundation being laid. Are you following me? Yeah. I'm going somewhere. So let's, let's, let's make this, this message very practical. Uh, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 7. It's, it's a story, it's a popular story that we know. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 7, I will read from verse 24. Therefore, everyone. Excuse me, what's the meaning of everyone? Everyone. <laughs> no exception. Everyone. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on this rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Hmm. The words of Jesus Christ. What can we learn from this? This is what I want to focus on this morning. What can we learn from this Bible passage? One, you see, it appears to me that there are two men. When I'm talking about man, it's generic. You can say there are two women, if you like. Okay? So it's referring, but did you notice that when Jesus started, he says everyone, either you're a man or a woman. So it's generic. Is that okay? Yeah. So if I use the word man, I mean everyone. <laughs> so there were two men. The wise man and the foolish man. One thing that was common to the two of them is that there was an assumption that they were all both building with the same material. Well, if you read that story. Because the Bible says the wise man built his house. The foolish man also built his house. There was something that was common with the two of them. They were building their, their houses. Probably with the same material. May I just quickly say, many times, especially in the world, don't compare yourself with people in the world. Because we can have the same opportunity. We can have the same job. We can have the same networks. We can have the same friends. We can have the same education. Because everyone is building. There is no man or woman that is not building. You are building something. And it is what you are building that we see on the surface because we don't see the foundation. So, we, so this foolish man and the wise man, the two of them were using the same material. 
Okay? Did you get that? Now, the second thing I want you to take note of is in verse 25. The rain came down. This was to the, to the wise man. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. The, the foolish guy in verse 27, the Bible says, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You will notice that they were also put under the same condition, yeah. under the same external pressure. May I quickly say this? We are all going through the same thing. When you talk about the cost of living, see what is happening in Ukraine, see when coronavirus happened, we are all going through the same thing. Let me tell you, you cannot live this life. You cannot be building your life and you will not be tested. For us to say, oh, I will pray. No, it, 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 it comes. See what comes. Oh, uh, in fact, I saw three things. One, the Bible says, the rain came down, pressure from above. The streams rose, flowed from under. And the wind blew from around. Does that not happen? Sometimes you just feel, ah, this pressure is all over me. It's just weighing me down. As you are thinking about that, there is another stream, flood, rising from under. And as you are just thinking, oh, God, please deliver me. The wind is just blowing around. Excuse me, that's the kind of life we are living in. Because we live in a broken world. So, what, and this is every human being. You will be tested. Are you following me? Now, the Bible now said something about the wise man. He built his house on a strong foundation, which was the rock. Oh, I'm so, so happy for this guy. Excuse me. One of the things that is very fundamental and is very principal, you must check your foundation. But people don't see that foundation. Your foundation, your building will be tested. It will come from above, it will come from under, it will come from around. Everything you are building, excuse me, it will be tested. If you are building a career, your career will be tested. If you are building a family, your family will be tested. If you are building a friendship, your friendship will be tested. If you are building your spiritual life, it will be tested. So that it's, it's being tested. How can you be a student? Excuse me. How many new students do we have? Can, can, can I see your hands off? <coughs> You just started university or you, are, you have returned back to the university. God bless you. Excuse me. How can you say you are a student and you will not have an exam? <laughs> it's not possible. Everything you are building will be tested. Is that okay? But the, the foolish guy built his house on the sand. So let's look at the difference between the sand and the rock. The sand 
is superficial, it's on the surface. It appears to me that the foundation of this foolish man is only on the surface. The foundation of this wise man was on the rock that was strong, that was firm. Now, when I refer to superficial, excuse me, don't build your life or your spiritual life on anything on the surface. We are in a generation where everything is just fast, fast, fast. The other wise guy, he built his house, he had to dig deep. In fact, let's read Luke, so that uh, Luke chapter 4, and I can combine that together before I begin to round up. Luke chapter 6, 46. The Bible gave us, what did this wise guy, what did they do? That uh, it made a lot of difference from verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. So what do I want to say? Say, a wise man would dig down deep. A white man, uh, did I say white man? Sorry. <laughs> and a black man too. <laughs> a wise man is always looking for the rock. A foolish man is always looking for the sound. What you can find on Facebook, what you can find on TikTok, and Instagram, they are all superficial things. Some people build their life on those things. And YouTube. They just get any information around. They just believe everything. They just like everything. And that's, that's what gives them information. They, they, they live on soap operas. They live on, you know, superficial things that does not make them to think. They just assume every opinion. They just look at any perspective. You know, when I had coronavirus, I can't believe that I had coronavirus twice. <laughs> Some people will say to me, take garlic. <laughs> I tasted garlic, it didn't help me. Some people will say, take lemon. I took lemon, it didn't help me. YouTube. Sound uh, advice. What you see on YouTube is you can't build your life on it. What you see on Google, you can't build your life on it. You know what I even discovered? On YouTube, you, do you know that they can crop me, superimpose me, and make me to say that I'm no longer a Christian? And it will be me talking. They will clone me. Babs, is that not true? <laughs> Superficial, they don't dig deep. I was reading and I heard from someone um, 
they did their research with the best students in the world from Harvard University for about 10 years. And then they did the same research around the world. And they discovered that 96% of human beings, they don't think at all beyond animal level. What is animal level? I was, uh, you said, uh, I did the same thing. What is animal level? Walk, have children, live and die. No purpose. 96% of human beings. And they discovered that actually when it comes to that, human beings, why are they living below animal level? We are not the fastest. Lions and cheetahs, they run faster than us. We are not the biggest. Elephant, uh, they are bigger than us. We are not the only ones that produce, in fact, pigs produce more children than human beings. So all the things we want to achieve in life, animals are actually better than us. Why? Let's dig deeper. Let's check our foundation. Let's check the material we are using to build our life. Because everything you are using, you know the foundation you lay is going to withstand, must withstand adversity and pressure when it is tested. Let's pay serious attention to what we believe. To our values. Not on YouTube. Why are you a Christian? Have you ever thought about that? Why do you come to church? You know, all these things, I dug deep in those days. Why do, do I need to come to church? If I say I'm coming to church, why am I coming to church? I... You know, I, I used to ask questions. We have been saying, let's serve, let's serve. Why do I need to serve? Why must I ignore it? Why are you working? Why do you have children? These are questions. Even as a church, we are saying we want to review our foundation. And we want all of us to review it together to say, okay, why are we in King's Church? What's the purpose of why, why? Do we need to exist? And if we say we are existing, let's dig deeper and find out. Lastly, what is the foundation I'm talking about? And I'm going to round up. Foundation. Is the reason for your actions. So the foundation I'm talking about is why are you doing what you are doing? The friends you are going out with, why are you going out with them? If you are following Christ, why? Check that. Secondly, the basis for your understanding. You know, I like to define understanding. What is understanding? What is under your standing? What is understanding? What is under your standing? What are, what are you standing on? What are you standing on? What is the... You know, we always... Every decision we make, there is a justification behind our mind to make us to do what we are doing. 
Is it tradition? Is it culture or opinion? You know, and I've had so many, many things that I've, I, I changed in my life. So, for example, let me give you an example. You've heard the word, go big or go... I changed it. I changed it to go big or go bigger. Why must I go home? <laughs> if, I, if I made a mistake, if I failed, that doesn't mean that's the end of me. No. When, if I go big, the next thing I need to do, if I, I need to go bigger. Because Jesus says, greater works than this shall you do. That's the basis of my understanding. You've also heard this. Hope for the best and prepare for... You know, that's tradition. I changed it. Do you know what I changed it to? Hope for the best and prepare for the best. Why must I prepare for the worst? No, I'm, I'm hoping for the best and I'm preparing for the best. So, do you get what I'm saying? Foundation, what is under? Many of those traditions and culture and opinions, we need to discard them. And change them to the word of God. Jesus now says, if you hear these sayings of mine, so what are you building your life on? What are you building your life on? Lastly, this is to the youth, and I'm going to close. I saw, when I was 15 years old, I saw this Bible passage. I don't think it's, it's, it's in there. <clears throat> youth, I saw this when I was 15 years old, and I've never looked back. John chapter 8. So please, let's, let's open to it. I don't think it's on the slide. I'm, yeah. There's the last text thing I'm saying. John chapter 8, verse 12. I saw this and it helped me. I will wait a bit. If you have your Bible, if you have it on the phone, look at John chapter 8, verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever. Excuse me, what's the meaning of whoever? Whoever. Whoever follows me will never, uh, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In front of my Bible, after that, I said, really? Are you sure? And God has never disappointed me. That's over 42 years ago. That is it possible to walk with Jesus? And I will never walk in darkness. Yes, it's possible. Brothers and sisters, this week, let's, let's check our foundation. There's nothing wrong. Ask questions. Ask God, what's happening to me? What's, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Everyone who asks, receives. The thing you are pursuing is it after the foundation laid on Jesus? Your purpose in life, can you see Jesus in it? So let's say, God, I want to come back to you again, to that rock. It's not too late. That, that thing that is scattering, that appears as if uh, uh, there is, uh, um, uh, what's it called, the sun from above. And strings from under. Jesus is saying, come back to that foundation. Rely on me. Depend on me. Walk with me. Follow my lifestyle like, like the queen said. I want to guide you. 
I want to instruct you in the way you should go. And I want to assure you, rain will come. There will be wind. But your house will never collapse. You know why? Because it's laid on that strong foundation. Let's pray together. Amen.